Hey, good evening, church family. Uh, before we jump into our Bible study time, I just wanted to spend uh, just a moment to kind of give you an update um, as we continue through these phases of reopening. So in my mind, I'm looking at this as four phases. Uh, phase one was, was online only, right? When COVID-19 began to take off and, and churches began to, to cease their in-person gathering, for us, that was phase one. Phase two was resuming our Sunday morning worship service, right? We've, we've been doing this for several weeks now. We're gathering at 1030. Um, Sunday morning worship is really all that we're doing together. Phase three begins next Sunday. Phase three, in my mind, is resuming nursery and Sunday school gathering in person. So what that will look like, just, just a brief overview, and then I'll give you more information uh, in the next week or so. This Sunday, uh, June 14th, we will begin to offer nursery during our worship. So we're only going to gather for worship this Sunday at 1030. Uh, still following the, the guidelines we've been following, um, but we're going to add the nursery. I put a post on Realm um, on Tuesday morning giving you some of the guidelines. So those of you who have parents, please check, check Realm. If you haven't received that, you can email me, uh, Aaron at NBCNoonan.org. And I'll email you those guidelines. We just want all of you who are planning on bringing your children to the nursery to know uh, those guidelines and our expectations. Uh, and so it's laid out for you in that email. So we will resume nursery this Sunday, June 14th at 1030 while we are gathering to worship. The following Sunday, Father's Day, June 21st, we will resume Sunday school gatherings in person. Now I'm going to give you more information about that next week. Um, it's not going to be the same as it was back in March when we were gathering for Sunday school. Uh, and so I'll give you more information about that in the next week, maybe even touch on that a little bit Sunday morning as we gather. So quick recap, this Sunday, June 14th, we will resume nursery during worship, that nursery will be children two and under. June 21st, we will resume gathering together for Sunday school on our campus, and then we'll continue to worship together at 1030. That's phase three. Phase four probably won't happen until maybe August when school starts back, and that is everything that we were doing, we're back to doing it again. So that'd be Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, where we just resume our normal schedule. We're still a little bit of ways uh, from that. Our focus is Sunday morning, safely being able to, to resume Sunday school, continuing our worship, and beginning to reopen our nursery. So continue to pray for us. We just want to walk through this season with humility, with patience, um, just encouraging one another being mindful of others, considering others more important than ourselves. And so I pray you'll continue to do that. I also hope you'll stick around and check out uh, our Bible study tonight as we continue our series entitled Rooted. We continue tonight with our study entitled Rooted, Spiritual Disciplines. We spent the last two weeks looking at Bible intake, 
Uh, tonight we will look uh, at prayer. Now we had just spent several months walking through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so we'll, we won't spend a really long time tonight looking at prayer. I uh, just want to give you uh, some practical suggestions uh, at the end of our time. David Mathis writes, Prayer is first and foremost an orientation of life. It's first and foremost an orientation of life. The, the orientation of our life is we're to be people who pray. And so we'll talk about that for a few moments. He says, Prayer is first and foremost an orientation of life rather than the particular practices and patterns which might be characteristic of a certain community or season of life or season of church history. So prayer is ultimately about an orientation. We're talking to God. We're hearing from God more than it is just practical suggestions. But I do want to give you a couple practical suggestions as to how you can pray if this is something you struggle with. So scripture is clear. God has spoken to us. Our God is a God who communicates. He has communicated through Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He's communicated through the scriptures, right? His word. So he's a God who communicates, but he is also a God who listens. He's a God who hears us. David Mathis writes, right? He's the speaking God who listens, the speaking God who listens. Uh, Donald Whitney, in his book on spiritual disciplines, in his chapter on prayer, just highlights a few things about prayer. He says, number one, prayer is expected. Prayer is expected. Jesus Christ expects us to pray. Right? We saw this in the Lord's Prayer. That Jesus said, when you pray. Right? As the disciples say, hey, teach us how to pray. Jesus says, and when you pray. Right? Jesus expects his followers to pray. God's word makes it clear that we are to pray. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, Pray continually. God's word is clear. We are to pray. Martin Luther expressed God's expectations of prayer this way. As it is the business of tailors to make clothes, and of cobblers to mend shoes. So it is the business of Christians to pray. Prayer is expected. As God's people, we should be a praying people. Whitney also notes that prayer is learned. Prayer is learned. The disciples looked at Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Right? Prayer is something we learn. How do we learn to pray? Well, we learn to pray by praying. We learn to pray by praying. Andrew Murray, South African minister, wrote, Reading a book about prayer, listening to lectures and talking about it is very good, but it won't teach you to pray. You get nothing without exercise, without practice. He writes, I might listen for a year to a professor of music playing the most beautiful music, but that won't teach me to play an instrument. We learn to pray by praying. And as we pray, the Holy Spirit will teach us how to better pray. So you say, Pastor, I'm struggling to pray. How do I learn to pray? You learn by praying. Begin to pray. Begin to cry out to God. 
Whitney says, we also learn to pray by meditating on Scripture. By meditating on Scripture. Donald Whitney writes, meditation is the missing link between Bible intake and prayer. And we talked about meditation last week. He says it's the missing link between Bible intake and prayer. As we meditate upon what we have read, we then pray about what we have encountered and learned in the scriptures. So we read, we meditate upon it, and then out of that meditation flows our prayer. So we learn to pray by meditating on scripture. We learn to pray by praying with others. By praying with others, we learn how to pray. Now the goal is not to copy their prayers. It's not to write down what they are saying so the next time we pray we can copy that person's prayer, but rather the goal is to learn principles of prayer. For example, we might better learn how to pray for missions by listening to missionaries pray. By listening to those missionaries who are living right on the front lines, taking the gospel to the ends of the earth, surrounded by unreached people groups who need the gospel, by listening to them pray, it may better help us know how to pray for them and how to pray for missions in general. And lastly, we learn how to pray by reading about prayer. So simply reading about prayer is not enough. We eventually have to start praying, but reading about prayer can help us, right? It's not to replace actually praying, but it can supplement. It can teach us how to pray. So we can learn maybe different ways to pray, or we can study the scriptures and, and read about others who have studied the scriptures and, and what they have learned about prayer. So, right, we see prayer is expected, prayer is learned, and thirdly, prayer is answered. God not only hears our prayers, but he answers our prayers. The world would say, no, that's just a coincidence. You prayed for it, and it's just a coincidence. But I agree with the man who said, if it is coincidence, I sure have a lot more coincidences when I pray than when I don't. See, I don't believe it's a coincidence. I believe God hears and God answers. C.H. Spurgeon said, I love this quote. He says, I cannot imagine any one of you tantalizing your child by exciting in him a desire that you did not intend to gratify. He said it were a very ungenerous thing to offer alms to the poor, and then when they hold out their hand for it to mock their poverty with a denial. He says it were a cruel addition to the miseries of the sick if they were taken to the hospital and there left to die untended and uncared for. And then he says this, where God leads you to pray, he means you to receive. Our good, generous God would not call his people to pray if he had no intention of ever hearing us or answering us. So prayer, right, is expected. We are to pray. Prayer is learned. We learn how to pray, and God answers our prayer. Prayer is answered. And so that's just kind of an overview as we think about prayer. If you weren't with us and haven't watched the, um, the videos on, on the Lord's Prayer, 
Those are just some overviews, right? We are to be a people. The orientation of our life is to pray. Now, let me give you a couple practical suggestions quickly. Maybe you're thinking, all right, pastor, I get it, but I don't really know how to pray. Is there, is there, pray, is there a model? Uh, the Lord's Prayer is a model, but is there maybe some other ways in which we can pray? One model that, that I heard early on in my life that you have probably heard, the model ACTS, A-C-T-S, right? And the A stands for adoration, that we begin our prayer time by simply praising God, right? So who is God? God is holy. He is holy, and because God is holy, because He is great and mighty, we worship Him. We begin our prayer time with adoration, praising God. The C is confession. Confession. After we praise God, right, we begin to confess our sins. God is merciful. Because God is merciful, right, we repent. We confess our sins. T stands for thanksgiving. After we praise God, after we confess our sins, we then spend some time giving God thanks, right? Because God is gracious, we express our appreciation. We express our gratitude to God for His good blessings. And then the S is supplication. Supplication. We know that God is loving and caring. And so we petition Him. We come to Him and we begin to pray for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, for our church, for our world. So acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, and it is good and right to pray in that order. Instead of coming to God and saying, okay, God, these are my needs, meet them. We come to him humbly and we say, God, you're worthy of praise, right? Before we come to God and say, okay, God, this is what I want. This is what I need. We come to him and we say, okay, God, I confess my sins. Is there any sinfulness in me? Before we come to God and say, okay, God, Will you, will you grant me this? Will you meet this need? We, we say, God, thank you for what you've already done in my life. And so that's a helpful model for us, ACTS, A-C-T-S. Let me give you one other one that I heard several years ago that has been helpful to me. And, and specifically, uh, we can apply this to how we might pray the Scripture. So one practice that that I began to hear of a couple years ago is, is letting the scriptures determine how we pray. It's simply praying the scripture, which we've done some on Sunday mornings in our worship service. We, we see the scripture and we let that dictate how we pray. So let me give you an example. I'm going to turn to Psalm 9. Psalm 9. And as you think about praying the scripture, I'm going to give you three R's. Three R's. Now, I can't remember where I read this from, but I know I've written it down and I come back to this often. Three R's. And so as you're reading the scripture, right, we start by rejoicing. So I'm going to let Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2, kind of guide me, just give you an example as, as what this may look like, and then we'll close in prayer. So you're reading the scripture and say you come to Psalm 9 in your daily reading and you read, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And so you begin to let these scriptures guide your prayer time. So you start by rejoicing and you look at these verses and you say, Okay, Lord, I praise you for who you are. 
the scripture says, God, you are the most high, the most high God, and you are worthy of my praise. God, I praise you for all of your wonderful deeds. As I think upon who you are and what you've done, as I think upon, God, how you have created me, how you sustain me, you continue to give me breath, as I think about, God, how you have saved me and forgiven me, how you have provided for me, Lord, as I think upon your wonderful deeds, Lord, I just want to rejoice in who you are. And so we've let the Scripture, the words of Scripture, guide us as we rejoice. And then we move into a time, the second R is repent. We repent. And again, we look at those verses and we think, okay, God, I'm to recount all of your wonderful deeds. Lord, would you forgive me? Forgive me for the times in which I have become blind to your splendor, to your majesty. Forgive me, God, for the times that I have been slow to praise you for the wonderful deeds you have done in my life. God, I confess. I confess that sometimes I am more preoccupied with my circumstances, that I become more preoccupied with my disappointments than I am with your greatness, than I am with your goodness in my life. I'm sorry, God, oh God most high, for being ungrateful, for being slow to praise you for your wonderful deeds. Again, we just let the words of Scripture dictate how we pray as we repent. And then the third R is request. We we request. And again, so we just let the Scripture lead us here. And so we may say, okay, Lord, I thank you, God, for all that you've done, and I pray for a thankful heart. Lord, would you tune my heart to sing your praise? Right, The psalmist said, I sing praise to your name. Tune my heart that I might sing your praise. Help me, O God, to be glad, as verse 2 says, and to exult in your name. Help me, O God, this week to be more aware of your wonderful deeds as I Go throughout this day. Help my eyes to be open that I might see, God, all that you are doing around me. Give me eyes to see your goodness and to see your glory around me. And again, so we just use these three R's, rejoice, repent, and request, and we let the scriptures guide how we pray. And so maybe this is something you can begin to implement in your daily reading. Again, going from Bible reading, meditating upon that, and then out of that meditation, you begin to pray the scriptures. So whether it's Acts or these three R's, these are just a couple practical suggestions to help you as you begin to pray. And if we're to grow in godliness, if we're going to be rooted and built up in Christ, we need to be a people who take the Word of God into our lives, and then we need to be a people who cry out to the Lord in prayer. So whether you think, hey man, my prayer life is going well, or whether you think, man, my prayer life is non-existent, would you just lean in closer, and would you say, Lord, help me. Help me to be more faithful, more consistent, and crying out to you. I know you'll answer me. I know you'll hear me. And I know, God, you're going to do a work in me and help me to grow in my walk with Christ. Let's pray. Father, you are worthy of our praise. You indeed are a good, generous, gracious God. You are God most high. 
And Lord, we know that we are fallen, that we are wicked, that we are broken, that we are sinful, that we so often, Lord, are prone to focus on our disappointments and our shortcomings, and we often miss, God, your glory and your majesty which surrounds us. Would you forgive us for that? Would you forgive us, Lord, for being sometimes so slow to cry out to you, so slow to bring our praise, so slow to bring our concerns? Jesus, as we consider your life here on earth, you were compassionate and you were approachable. We see your compassion throughout the, the New Testament. We see your approachability as people, as you welcomed anyone and everyone to come and to sit at your feet. Lord Jesus, you now sit at the right hand of God. You are interceding on our behalf, and you are just as compassionate and just as approachable as you were when you walked this earth. So Lord, we rejoice in that, and we come to you. We seek your forgiveness. We seek your grace. We seek your mercy. Lord, I pray that our study tonight has been helpful, fruitful, beneficial. Lord, also maybe convicting to those who maybe are struggling, God, in prayer. So Lord, we love you. We praise you. We continue, Lord, just to, to seek you humbly and to seek you prayerfully. Be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good night.